Hello, happy Friday. This is a day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Praise God. I am thankful that God invites us to be members of his kingdom. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of all things invites us to participate and be a part of his kingdom. And so the theme he's been impressing upon me is royalty. This is something that I consider from time to time, but I don't believe I've ever written about it in a blog or if, or if I've ever done a podcast about it and devoted the complete time to the concept of royalty. Because our father is the king, we are royalty. And the reason I consider the theme of royalty so much is because I believe royalty acts as such. Not only because the blood that runs through their veins, which now we have the blood of Christ that covers uh, covers us and keeps us and we have the spirit of the most high God in us so we could actually make that claim as well that there is royal blood in our lineage but it's beyond that I know actual royalty is trained from birth pretty much how to be royalty, how to act and react and behave in public and in private because they are royalty. And so even without the crowns or the tiaras or the cloaks or the capes, or the carriages or the military guard I think I know that you will be able to identify royalty just because of the stature that they maintain and because of who they belong to I don't think they have to wear a sign that says I am royalty you just know because of their carriage because of their presence because of the aura of authority that they possess and that is what I believe children of the most high God would carry because their father is king. My Twitter tagline says that we walk differently when we are loved. And I believe that to be true. Because my handle is C Tara Walking. But not only do you walk different when you're in love, you talk different, you behave different, 
you treat others different. You just are different. And so this is what this podcast is about. And that is the bearing of royalty. It's hard to talk about royalty without mentioning David. We see David as a young man and we see David as an old man in scripture. There was something different about David all of his life. And it's interesting that he was kept away from his brothers and he was out in the field and he was in the wilderness. Yet there was something different about David. There was something different about his character. There was something different about his stature. Even though He didn't look the part of a king. And the king that he would replace actually looked the part of a king but didn't have the other characteristics that would make him a strong king. He was actually hiding when they were seeking to make him king. Now, I'm looking back. Uh, I admit, I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at history, knowing how it turns out. But still, you have to wonder if you would want someone to be your king, who you actually found hiding, trying to not be your king. Boy, there's a whole lot packed into that scenario. But I won't get there just yet. So (laughs) you have to go drag your king out of hiding to make him become your king. Yeah, there seems to be a little bit wrong with that. On the other hand, David is out doing what he always does he's being faithful to taking care of his father's flock and doing what he has been either trained to do or just innately knew how to do and he wasn't seeking to be king either but he was faithful to whom to who he was When he stood up to Goliath, he did it because the rest of the army refused to stand up to this man. And and Goliath is just talking pure trash, not only about David's people, but about David's God. And he said, I'm not having that. I know my God. I know the strength of my God. And I know God 
has my back in this. So I refuse to bow down. I refuse to hide. I refuse to allow any blaspheming Philistine to belittle my God. Are y'all crazy? David knew God like that. He had no doubt. He had no question. And so he wouldn't have been talked out of standing up for his God, even though God needs no one to stand up for him. God is strength and power and authority all by himself. But David actually demonstrated who his God was, is, and is going to be. That is the behavior of royalty. Although at the time he was not wearing a crown, he did not have a cloak, he did not have the title, he did not have the position, he did not have droves following him. It's just who he was. Royalty. And he acted as such. There was something inside of him that God placed there, a knowing, a marker to David, that David knew who he belonged to. He knew the power and the strength of whom he belonged to. So there was no doubt. There was no question. There was no hiding who he was. He just was royalty. I probably spend more time than necessary or needful on this theme of royalty, but it's a concern of mine when I look at those who would call themselves sons and daughters of the Most High God because I see behavior not befitting of royalty. Royalty is not going to compare themselves to other royalty. Royalty is not going to feel inferior to other royalty. Royalty celebrates the fact that they are the sons and daughters of the king. So royalty doesn't try to hold each other down. Because the place of royalty is set before each of those children is born. So there's no need for jockeying for position or trying to shine brighter than another. Because the hierarchy has already been set. And so there's comfort 
and that where you, there is no work to it. <laughs> Unless you denounce the royal lineage or the royal privileges or the royal rights there is no taking it away so why is there why would there be comparison why would there be a need to perform The royal standard is set before the offspring is born. Just like God, our Father, creates our destiny before He even created the foundations of the earth. So, what performance is needed? Either you are royalty or you you aren't. There's nothing else to that. So why does it come into play what someone else's royal position is or royal authority is when we should just be relishing our own? And finding out what authority has been given to each one of us so we can establish the kingdom of God the way he called for it to be established. There would be no inferiority complexes where a prince or a princess must show certain prowess in certain areas in order to be accepted in the kingdom. It's just not necessary. Because we are the sons and daughters of the Most High God, we should just be free to operate fully in what God designed us to be without any thought of what the next son or daughter is doing. We are assigned to carry out our own destiny. And if we can help each other, praise God. But what I don't understand and what I probably spend, again, too much time on is why anyone would take any energy, time, or thought into hindering another son or daughter. And I think sometimes because of misunderstanding of who we are as royalty, we perceive things to be as they're not. For example, constructive criticism and complaining. 
constructive criticism seeks to make something better than it already is to live up to the standard that God has allowed in his grace and mercy for the son or the daughter to reach. Complaining is just making a noise without any solution, without any hope or plan to make things better. But if you don't understand your place as royalty, then you would see constructive criticism as complaining and not trying to push you into your destiny to make you what God in his perfect will created you to be in the beginning. However, God tells us in his word to do no harm. So true royalty will will not do any harm. If they see that the constructive criticism is causing harm, then they will draw away just like the Holy Spirit will draw away when he's not welcome. He's not going to force himself on anyone. He's not going to push anyone into the into their destiny. He will draw away. That's royalty. So royal sons and daughters will do the same if the constructive criticism is causing more harm than good. Then it it, it is necessary to pull away, to do no harm. So, of course, I cannot speak about behaving towards others as royalty and not mention the way sons and daughters of the king would respond to themselves as royalty. Royals know there are certain things that they do not have to accept or entertain because of their royal stature. There are things they wouldn't even think twice about putting up with because of the standard and the stature that they have. Not in themselves, but in the place that they have in the kingdom. And again, I'll probably spend too much time thinking and wondering. When did the sons and daughters of the Most High God lose that? When and why did the sons and daughters of the Most High God begin to accept things that are unacceptable to a royal. When did it become acceptable not to honor your word when it comes to doing what you say you're going to do.
when did it become acceptable to do things less than excellent? And it has nothing to do with performance. It has to do with the representation of the kingdom of God. But we listen to the lie that because we're human, um, God doesn't expect us to be perfect. He doesn't expect us to not make mistakes and not fall. I agree with that wholeheartedly, but that should not be our aim. Our aim should not be, well, because he doesn't think we're perfect, that we're not going to we're not going to aim to be all that he says we can be. Anything other than aiming for excellence is a cop-out because we are in the kingdom of the Most High God created by a perfect God. So to glory in the fact that we're not perfect is to say that he is not the God that he is. To say that is the opposite of what David stood up for. David's speech was not one that said, well, God, I know God doesn't expect y'all to be perfect. And so y'all can stand there and listen to Goliath spout out all of this blasphemy about your God. It's okay. You're not perfect. Just continue to stand here. Don't live up to who God made you and created you to be. It's okay. It's all right. Just continue to stand there. I am not a Bible scholar, but I really don't remember that speech being the one that David gave. (laughs) And I may have a lot of sanctified imagination, but let's just bring that up to present day time. David was saying, you punks, are you really going to stand here like that and you call yourselves Israelites? You're going to let this uncircumcised Philistine say what about your God? Yet I hear teaching repeatedly that gives people easy outs not to be what God created them to be. And quite honestly, it ticks me off. I want to give a David speech. And no matter how enlightened that some of the leaders say that they are, they don't want to hear David's speech because it's going to hurt somebody's feelings or it's going to make the offering buckets a little light or it's going to give someone a complex. I, I, I really don't know 
what the reasons are, but I'm sure they are plentiful because I hear it a lot. I hear more defense of the lie than I hear the defense of who our God is. And that concerns and bothers me. No, we're not perfect. But God says that we can be. Yes, we do have hard times. But how you walk through them is the difference between royalty and not royalty. And somehow, somewhere down the line, it became disgraceful for a son or a daughter of the Most High God to expect those in the kingdom to behave as such, not only to others, but to themselves. That should be the expectation of ourselves because we are in the kingdom and our father is the king that is higher than we have allowed to enter into the body of Christ. There are certain things that we just should not accept. We should not accept people telling us one thing and either doing another or not doing it at all. It should not be acceptable. It should not be acceptable to allow anyone, regardless of their title or position, to belittle anyone else because they don't have a title or position or choose not to have one. How about that one? The queen is called the queen because she is the queen. If she wasn't called the queen, it wouldn't take away the fact that she is the queen. I'm sure that title has its place in different environments and different atmospheres. But if the queen right now were never to be called queen again, would we not know she was queen? If the queen didn't have her title, I'm sure there are still things she would not accept because she knows her lineage in royalty. I think the one way you can recognize royalty is that their focus is not on the fact that they're royalty. Their focus is on completing the destiny that they know they were assigned for the kingdom. Perhaps I do spend too much time considering what royalty looks like, acts like, 
and is like. But as I heard someone once say, if it's bothering you, then it's up to you to change it. So the fact that I am concerned about royalty in the kingdom of God, then it is up to me to say something about it. Because apparently it's not bothering too many others. Or we wouldn't have the standard of the kingdom that we have now. To others or to ourselves. So I'm not going to believe that I spend too much time considering it. I'm going to choose to believe that God has me considering it because he wants me to do something about it. Which is, again, why I believe the title of this podcast is Rise and Shine. It's morning time. Time to take a look in the new light of day at who the kingdom of God is and who the kingdom of God was called to be. We're son or daughter. Let us act as such. And the rise and the shine will not be a striving, but the rise and the shine will just be a natural progression of who God created us to be. God bless you all. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful week.